0: I'm Chanel Scott, the queen of relationship talk.
1: I'm Josh Powell, two-time NBA champion.
0: I've journeyed from trauma to healing.
1: From the NBA to family, I've learned what really matters.
0: We've come together to unlock the secrets of successful relationships.
1: One conversation at a time.
0: One conversation at a time. Welcome to Relationships Matter, the podcast. My name is Chanel Scott.
1: I'm Josh Powell.
0: And guys, we have an amazing episode for you guys today. We have a special guest, Pastor Dwight Buckner. We are so excited to have you.
2: Hey, man, I'm honored to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Um, yes. And congratulations to both of you in this wonderful podcast and success. Honored to be here. Honor to be here.
0: We're excited to have you, sir. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about your latest book, okay. "Breaking the Cycles of Lust," mm-hmm. and there's yes. so much oh. in that. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to have you break it down for us today. Right. Um, so before I start asking you a million questions, talk a little bit about the book. Well,
2: the book is really based off of personal experience. Um, I have been one that have dealt with lust in the past and. I learned that through that, that lust did not start with me. Most of it is transgenerational. Um, it's in the family. Uh, some things that we have picked up uh, just naturally because someone in the family has struggled with it. And so I really begin to wrestle around the fact of where did this come from? Um, um, is it just me? Is it is it someone else in the bloodline uh, that dealt with these issues and how do I overcome it? Because if... Uh, not maintained or uh, uh, eliminated, you'll destroy your entire life. So, when you say struggle with
1: it, do you can you describe some of the examples? Right? Could that could that mean like you witnessed it? Could that mean that something may have happened to somebody in their childhood? Like, can you expound upon?
2: Yeah, I think if, and that's a very broad question. I'm glad you asked it. I think lust is a a a a, a point where if I've struggled with it then did somebody do something to me? Did right. I see something? Mm-hmm. It's visual. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, a lot of people that have struggled with lust uh, come to find out there's somebody in their family that dealt with it. Uh, they had this natural attraction for something then they couldn't let it go. And lust is not just sexual lust Uh, it could be material uh, lust and so with that being said um, for me my experience uh, Josh was that I found out at an early age that there were things that I was drawn to Uh, my issue I'm gonna be honest with you before I start pastoring my issue was women and so I found out I said well Lord why do I, I feel a need to have to date different people uh, why is it that I feel a need to always have to want to be with somebody and it wasn't an it wasn't natural It wasn't natural And so i had to really begin to deal with the root of lust and found out there was somebody in my family that dealt with the same thing We love the lord we're spiritual, but there's also with every with every family lineage. There's there's strengths and there's weaknesses And so the weakness that's in my family was lust And so I begin to really be to deal with this whole notion of why do we struggle with this? Um Can we be free from this? Can we break this cycle so that it doesn't pass down to my kids and then my children's
0: children? I have a two part question. So Mm -hmm. you said it's not natural. And I want to know how did you distinguish Mm -hmm. that? And then I also want you to talk about what is the difference between lust and love? Well,
2: I, I think our greatest example of love is in 1 Corinthians where Scripture Paul says that love is patient, love is kind, it keeps no record of wrong. Love is more of a, it's a covenant. You keep your side of the covenant, I keep my side of the covenant. Um, I give, you give. Lust is more contractional. Uh, it's, it's I want something from you uh, and, and and vice versa. And the thing about lust is that it doesn't necessarily have to be with the same person. Uh, lust says, well, if you don't give it to me, I'm gonna get it from somewhere else. Uh, or I'm gonna go to this person who will give it to me. Lust can never be satisfied. So it's a distinct difference between love and lust because love says I'm with you through the thick and thin. I don't just want something from you, but in fact, I'm putting in the same effort that you're putting in. We're in this together. Lust says, I'm gonna get what I want. I'm gone. See you later.
0: Wow. So how did you, again, decipher that this is not natural? Like this, the way that I'm currently operating is mm-hmm. not natural. Like what was some of the – I want you to articulate some of the the signs, what was actually happening so people can identify when they are – because a lot of times people don't know the difference.
2: Right. I think when you're when – you're, the difference, when you're drawn away by lust, you can literally be at work. Mm-hmm and something that's attractive to you or lustful to you can cause you to completely neglect your actual assignment at work mm. go home or leave where you are and go after the thing that you're lusting for one of the greatest examples was wow. was, was 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 David he was God's chosen vessel soldier loved the lord mm-hmm. he was home from battle and he should have been at war, but instead of being at battle, he allowed lust to keep him in a place of safety, mm. uh, excuse me, a place of uh, where the enemy could come in and destroy him. He sees Bathsheba. Yeah, She's bathing, but he was never supposed to be at home. He was wow. supposed to be on the he battlefield. Of,
0: he was out of position. Yeah,
2: but lust drove yeah. him home to a place where he knew he can get it.
1: Can lust and desire be separate or are they one of the same?
2: I think there's there's a difference in having a lustful desire and a healthy desire. Okay. Um, I can have a desire to want to sleep with you um, and I'm not married to you or I'm not in covenant with you. That's mm. a lustful desire. Or I can have a desire. Uh, to want to do better in life to love so there's a distinct difference now when we talk about the desires of the flesh those are desires that i would assume are evil uh des- um desires that could potentially destroy our spiritual uh, being and so um yeah it's a desire but it's 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 an unhealthy desire
1: do you think mm-hmm. anything about the behavior can be natural because i know you said is is not natural, were you speaking for when you I, or were you speaking- When I when
2: when I say not natural, of course, if you're married, there are things that both of you can share. The bedroom is, is undefiled. There's a natural desire there uh, for each other. When I say that lust is unnatural, I'm speaking in terms of it's unnatural for you to spend four hours on a computer uh, looking at porn. That's unnatural. Uh, it's it's unnatural for you to sleep with six different people mm. the same week. That that's unnatural. Right. Uh, that that is that is something that needs to be contained. Something that you really have to deal with. Um, and there are people that actually think that it's okay, uh, that it's natural, but it's not. What 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 it really speaks to is it speaks to love deprivation. It, it mm. speaks to the fact that. I'm suffering from something that I never got. Since I never got it, maybe these different individuals or this site can fulfill a void that was never filled in my life, which it doesn't because lust cannot be satisfied. So when we talk about lust, some people are drawn away by lust because they're really longing for a hug. They're really longing for somebody to tell them. That they'll be okay. They're really longing for somebody to give them, you know, inspiration and hope and encouragement. But because some people have never got that, they'll seek for lust, which is a smoke screen. Lust will send you down a direction you should not go. But when you're you're led by lust, it's really saying, what do you really want? What, what are you really longing for? Because this individual is not it. So evidently, had you got what you needed, maybe these proclivities and, and, and these desires wouldn't be there like that. Right. What do you
1: feel? Because you deal with people often on a daily, mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you feel is the most consistent void that people are trying to fill? Because Uh, a lot of times, right, we watch social media, we talk to our friends, our family, and you've already touched on it. Like we normalize a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking for somebody because I'm sure somebody this can hit home for somebody like, you know, that may not look at that void Mm -hmm. as a void. Mm -hmm. They might think that that's something that's completely natural and normal. Mm -hmm. So with the work that you're doing, you know, um, what do you feel? Will probably be one of the top two or three voids that people are trying to fill?
2: Um, Well, I think one void they're trying to fill is love. Um, There is a lack of love that people have received. And if I grew up in a household and my mother never told me she loved me and my father wasn't there, I'm seeking into different avenues to get something that I never got. So love is one. Another one is hope. Um, there are just some people that are just completely lost. Uh, they need to be inspired and they need to be told that you can make it, that you are great. They weren't told these things growing up. So if that was the case, if they weren't told these things growing up, then they're going to look in a place that may be unhealthy as long as they feel like I'm getting something that I've been longing for. Um, the third one I would say is is Security. People are looking for security and and, and if they never got um, security or if they never knew who they were, then what happens is, is that they allow their insecurities to run them into environments and into circles that they should not be into. Um, social media is a great tool if you're doing um, outreach or promoting or marketing, things of that nature. We love social media. But also can be very detrimental to your mental and your health because you find yourself comparing followers and lifestyles and somebody stands in front of a Rolls Royce and you're borderline depressed because you drive in a Honda and you're basing that off of a picture, Mm -hmm. a picture. Uh, And and so um, um, we have to look in. Healthy areas in terms of What we use as our motivation And not just a screen To say this is my life
1: No, absolutely And when we get back, Pastor I want to uh, open up the conversation A little bit more in regards to Why people confuse Love with lust Yes When we get back Relationships matter, the podcast
0: Relationships matter so we're talking about the difference between lust and love. And I wanted to add I I think I wanna ask a question or make a statement because just through our conversation, it takes me back to some of these dysfunctional relationships that mm-hmm. we see, mm-hmm. even for myself, I've been a part of in the past, mm-hmm. where we actually think that we love an individual when in fact is lust, mm. especially when it turns toxic mm-hmm. and dysfunctional mm-hmm. and you still stay. Mm-hmm. So then is that really love? It can't be. It has right. to be right. lust, right. right? So that's like an aha moment. Like, wow, I thought I loved this person mm-hmm. when I was really lusting at the something that maybe I was yeah. void of.
2: Yeah, I, I would say, and to all of our listeners, um Everyone that hugs and kisses you doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's one of the greatest mistakes that we make is thinking that if somebody hugs me or kisses me or we have an intimate connection that they love me. Right. I think that's how a lot of hearts are broken uh, because we get into stuff assuming that because we've been intimate together. That we have a future together. Right. And that's not the case because lust now goes in to take what it wants Mm. and then it leaves. And if you're somebody who is desiring love and relationship and you're lonely, sometimes you'll let your standard down for a bum. Mm Mm-hmm just to fulfill a void. You don't even care if they work. Wow. Uh, you don't care if they love the Lord, you don't care if they got anything going. but because you're you're longing for love so bad, you're willing to allow lust to be the substitute for love. And so and so we get into these very vulnerable spaces when we're really seeking out a love and relationship and we're sati- we'll, we'll we'll be satisfied with something temporal, Knowing it's not for us, but because we don't want to be lonely, we're like, you know, yeah, you can come over when you want to call me when you get off work. There doesn't have to be any strings attached. You get what you want. I get what I want. I just need to know somebody's there for me. And let me say this, since we're entering into. Holiday season, folk are going to want to be booed up. They're going to want to be sitting around the fireplace eating uh, uh, marshmallows and watching Christmas movies, but they want somebody there with them. And so if, if we don't have anybody that will be there with us, we'll lower our standard, go find somebody for the moment, take pictures and post it to make it look like we're happy when we're really suffering.
0: But you know yeah. something, Pastor Dwight. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't even know what love is because they they've never experienced it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me personally, I've learned how to love myself Mm. just by being a student of the word. Come on now. Like I've never experienced it outside of the dynamic of my family. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like my mother and father, they love me more than anything. And I know this. Mm -hmm. Right. But I've never experienced it outside of that. Mm. And I think for someone like me, before I learned how to love myself through the word, Mm. I didn't know any better. Right. Like, I just thought that this is what it is. Yeah. And times when I've even gotten stuck in certain situations, most times I would think, well, I, I can't see past the situation. Like, I don't think there's anything else out there that's better and I got to deal with it with someone. So I might as well just tolerate it here mm. until I learned better. Mm -hmm. But I only learned that because I'm a student of the word. Mm -hmm. That was God. I had nothing to do with that. And he chose Mm -hmm. to show me and demonstrate his love Mm -hmm. toward me in mm-hmm. such a special way but everybody don't have that same experience. Yeah. So like how do you even tap into like what is love? How do I even start like if you don't have that relationship? How do you even start to learn how cuz people say, you know, you need to lo- love yourself more, but you got to make that practical. Mm-hmm. Like how do I practically learn to love myself if I've never been taught how to do it?
2: Well, I think it's critical that you understand that um Nobody can really make you happy the way you think they can.
0: Right, that's right. I've learned that.
2: Um, and you cannot depend on somebody to bring you so much joy. Uh, uh, you don't need to wait to date somebody to go to the movies. Right. Uh, take yourself to the movies.
0: It would be good to have somebody now. Look, we're not yeah. going to yeah. diminish. That. But take, I understand what you're yeah. saying, though.
2: <laughs> but take yourself to the yes, movies, treat sure. yourself to a massage. All of that is self care. You're, you're, you're learning how to effectively love you. If you don't know how to love you, you cannot love anybody right. else adequately. They mm-hmm. did a study years ago uh, in the earth, in the, the, the surface of the ocean regarding diamonds. And they did a sc- discovery and found out that if you begin to dig really, really low in the ocean surface, Uh, There's a particular diamond called a blue diamond and blue diamonds are diamonds that can absorb heat and pressure. Um, They're extremely, extremely rare. And the price tag on them is, is really out of the roof because they're rare. I've come to find out that we have a lot of blue diamonds out there that don't know their true value when you know your value Mm -hmm. then you'll stop dating people that have pawn shop mentalities there are a lot of people that that don't know the cost to have you Mm -hmm. they don't know the price to have you but do you know your worth do you know your value Mm -hmm. when you begin to look at that blue diamond and look at yourself then you'll begin to realize you know what I can't settle for this. I know I am. And it's not a cockiness. It's not pride. It's not you being uppity. It's just you knowing who you are. And if you know who you are, then you wait on God to bring the right person.
0: So fit. I want you to talk about how do you know this? Because, I mean, everybody don't have that relationship. I think about when I was in that space of just deficient of the love of the attention that I thought I want it from a man and mm. not knowing my value and seeing more value in them than I saw in myself. Mm. So I would pour into them and then I would be deficient. Mm. I, you know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I really wish somehow, some way we could talk about practically outside because I was doing all those things. I had no choice though. As a single woman, Mm -hmm. if you want to go out to eat, you got to take yourself out. (laughs) You want to go to the movies, you don't have to do it by yourself. So I did those things naturally. Right. Right.
2: Right. But
0: just learning practically how to just say, you know, I really, because people, no one's going to admit that they don't love themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I didn't love myself until I learned to love myself. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, wow, you really didn't love yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you loved yourself, you wouldn't allow someone to treat you that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, Yeah, But again I'm one of God's chosen. Yeah. So he took it upon himself to sit me down and teach me because I had a natural desire. Like I'm a, I love the word. I yes. have an affinity toward the word, but I know everybody isn't that right. way. Right. You right. know, and so because he gave me that. Right. Like I sat under a word and I just allowed God to pour into me. Mm-hmm. And then during that process, he began to give me revelation about me, who I was. He stripped me down, first of all, mm-hmm. let me see me the way he saw me, mm-hmm. but then he built me back up. Mm-hmm. That's a process, and that took years, mm-hmm. you know? So I just like for the women, because I'm the voice of the single woman. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I want women to really learn how to really love themselves because we think we love ourselves until we really learn that we like if you if you really loved yourself, you wouldn't allow certain things. You just wouldn't. So
1: before you before you answer, though, Pastor, and that's a great point, but I need to piggyback on the flip side of it, because, um, you know, even though we do have to learn. Right. Mm -hmm. There's also that part of things because you talked about this earlier. If We're talking about lust. Mm -hmm. Then. Learning how to not love yourself can also be something that's passed down as well, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because when you're watching the behaviors of mom, dad or whoever your guardian is, when Mm -hmm. you're seeing how your siblings are, you know, treating you or how other family members or maybe friends like these are things that you learn to believe and accept as, okay. well, we still kicking it. You know, they still yeah. around. Mm. Maybe this is what love looks like. You know what I'm saying? Maybe love does come with hurt and that's mm. supposed to be OK and acceptable. Mm. You know what I mean? So I just I just had to speak to that yeah. because I do think on the flip side so many times outside of the pain or the, the abuse or traumas and stuff like that, like certain things are just passed down. Mm. So we have to be willing to say stops with me. Right. I mean, let me figure out something because it doesn't right. feel good. But I just wanted to mm-hmm. say that real quick. But you got it, faster.
2: Yeah. Um. I think some of us have seen love from a very distorted lens. And and if we've seen it from a distorted lens growing up, then we're going to think it's naturally healthy. Um, you might think it's healthy uh, or, or natural to be in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. because you saw that growing up, mm-hmm. only to find out as you get older, that's, that's not going to cut it. Um, but you said something very key, Josh, you said that um, it stops with me. Um, I think we all have to make up in our mind that we're not going to live with our mother or father's demons. Absolutely, uh, We have to learn how to cut that off at the root because some things we've inherited naturally and we do it naturally because we've seen it growing up, but it stops with us. Um, I, I, you have to say to yourself, I'm going to be the last generation to die broke. Um, I'm going to be the last generation to sleep with multiple people. I'm going to be the last gener- generation to, 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 to go through divorce. My family, uh, divorce runs in my family. So I had to make a very conscious decision uh, when I got married. I said, you know what, um, whatever happens, um, we're going to strive to stay together. I want the curse to be broken with me. Um, my mother and father were married for seventeen years, and then uh, they divorced after seventeen. Uh, but I have to be the one to say, you know what? No, we're going to we're going to stay together because I don't want that that curse to fall on my children. Furthermore, it's it's more than just you. Um, there are generations and people that are looking up to you as a model to see. If you're gonna you're gonna stay married or if you're gonna do the right thing, and so it it does stop with us, yeah,
1: absolutely um well, for one, it's safe to say that you do not subscribe to cuffing season, I'm assuming <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> um I say it like this, it depends on the extent of what that cuffing is, got you, <laughs> I got you, I just <laughs>
1: but now, when we get back though uh I'd still wanna ask to be able to distinguish between love and lust. Yes. And I also got another one in the bag, but we'll answer that one. He will answer that one when we get back. Relationships matter the podcast.
0: Welcome back to relationships matter the podcast. So before we get back into this hot topic of lust and love, I want to encourage you all to like, share and subscribe on all major streaming platforms. So before we went to break, Josh, you were Stating to Pastor Dwight that you had a question. Go ahead and ask your question.
1: So it's a, it's a two-part question. And for one, uh, to help people recognize that there is a large difference between love and lust. So I want you to break that down. And where I'm going with it, because um, I know we spoke about it a little bit during the break, but a lot of people are basing relationship on the outer Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. You got this attractive man. You got this beautiful woman. They're coming together, but they're basing the relationship, the connection, communication. Their whole foundation is strictly on the fact that I have this attractive man at home and I got this beautiful woman at home, which also leads to people wanting to have babies first Mm. prior to making a serious commitment. So I know that's another conversation in itself. but. I just think that that we should break that down some more because it's giving people false hope in the relationship space mm-hmm. because their, their focus is off from the beginning. And then when that part dies and we're wondering why so many breakups, so many single parent households and the communities are lacking is because we're not focusing on the yeah.
2: other parts to the person. So. Well I think it's a great question. I think um I think it's critical to say this is that first of all demons are not ugly. <laughs> that is that is we have to address that. Um demons are not ugly. So that that's how <laughs>
1: Hey, can we get a shirt, Quincy? <laughs> hey, Quincy, we need we, <laughs> we got to put that one on a yeah. shirt. Oh my
2: God, demons are not That's ugly. That's good, bossy. Um, That's good. Most of the people, um, some of the craziest people that I ever got hooked up with were beautiful. The problem was is that I wanted a long term relationship with somebody who I had just solely based the outer accoutrements of. But demons are beautiful. And so the the devil's never going to send you something that you don't want. That's the first thing. So he can bless you too. Huh? The devil can bless you too. In a negative way. There you go. He's going to send you something, and it's very temporal. He's going to send you something that you want. Uh, Hips, complexion, hair. Muscles, abs, whatever you want, he'll send it to you. You don't normally find out that it's that it's a demon until you spend some time with it. Till you find out, you know what? We take good pictures together. We've got intimacy, uh, but you're abusive, um, or or you don't want anything out of life, or you're controlling. Uh, and and a lot of us think that we found love visually before we actually before we actually find out that it was lust let me let me say this to you um the worst thing you can do is get hooked up with somebody and have beautiful babies with them a beautiful looking family but you want to separate from them because you realize i did not really fully unravel or discover their mental um their genealogy, where they came from, what their family history is, what they deal with. that That's the whole purpose of marriage counseling is I don't, listen, you can be cute all you want, but if you can't pay bills, then we don't have a future. You can be nice looking, but if you don't know how to do some very fundamental basic things, then this thing is not going to work. And I think a, a major challenge is that we've hooked up with some people that look really good, but there's no substance there. There's no future there, and most people that uh, that 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 you hook uh, that you have hooked up with that you find out have no substance. They know they ain't got no substance. They have a history of hooking up with people or choosing people like you because they know that that they're gonna live off of you. Mm-hmm. And let me say this to you as well: um, um, in looking for mate. You should always look spiritually first for the mate. If I get into an accident, I don't care how cute you are. I wanna know if you can pray for me while I'm in ICU, while I'm in the hospital. Um, I wanna know that you're going to do homework with the kids, <laughs> you know, that you're gonna help move the family forward. And so uh, the Bible says, uh, I believe it's. Um, Proverbs, uh, that charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. What that scripture is implying is that you cannot allow what you see on the outward to control your future. Um, the fear of the Lord is the substantial and the substance of the thing that'll keep it going. Some people don't realize it, and you can piggyback off of this, but I feel that for
1: some lust is forever. Mm. because a lot of people right um if the sex or chemistry is that good Mm -hmm. then they will bypass the other toxic behaviors
0: only for a certain amount of time yeah yeah
1: there are some people i i I can think of personally because you also look at it from the standpoint too of like we don't divorce over here you Mm -hmm. know what i mean
0: but they then they dip in
1: They Mm -hmm. they might be different, right? But 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 what I'm sharing is, people still will be caught up in this cycle, Mm -hmm. and it's it's ongoing, Mm -hmm. and it could be based on the look, the uh, attraction. Excuse me, the attraction. It could be based on the chemistry. It could be based on different things, but they're not doing any of the other work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. I I just know that I've had personal conversations. Putting that out there like there's got to be more, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. when you talk about substance Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all you got to bring to the table is how you look, Mm -hmm. a good smile, a nice body, Mm -hmm. and you feel like that's enough because Mm -hmm. that's what you're used to. Well, a lot of people are used to that, just like a man with money. Mm-hmm. If that's all he got to bring to the table, he mm-hmm. feel like that's what works. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because we talk about lust from a sexual, but we also spoke about this mm-hmm. too. But from a financial standpoint, there are women who are staying with men who have money and they're they're good with that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be okay with just like, I'll, I'll settle with the fact that I got this nice house. I can do what I want. I don't have to
2: work, this, that, and the third, but they dying inside. Yeah. And, and that, to me, I think, is more so what someone has seen growing up. Um, um, you've seen somebody that was living that same type of lifestyle or behavior, and that's all you may know. or That's all you've seen growing up. Um, the worst thing you can do is is stay with somebody. Uh, Because of the money because once they dry the money up, then where does that leave you? And so this is why you do have to have your own you do have to work you do have to strive to be the best you can be. And truthfully, the, the foundation of a healthy relationship is two people coming together. That both want to work towards something You may not even have nothing both of you But if you, you're willing to work towards something And you both give 100% Then that'll turn out to be wonderful The challenge is now uh, Especially in our generation Is that we want everything to be microwave um, You know we don't want to work for nothing You know we want We want somebody who makes uh, uh, Six figures And we don't even have a job We don't even care to get a job Because we, we're, we're looking for these handouts But that's not reality Uh, and that's not going to, that's not sustainable. Uh, um, but what is sustainable is the fact that you can bring something to the table. It may not be as much as money, uh, with somebody else who, who, who is willing to work with you. I remember years ago, many, many years ago, (laughs) way before I got married, um, you know, I dated someone that was financially well off. I mean, they were rolling and, and. For me, I was saying, you know, this for me, I was saying this could never work because um, I'm just not at a stage in my life where I, I could properly receive. And I want to grow to the place where I could be able to contribute as much. And that, that was for me then. So I would have rather uh, dated somebody that was more so on my level. Financially just starting just growing as opposed to somebody who was already up here. Now they weren't condescending or nothing like that. But what I'm saying is that there's something about having somebody that's kind of where you are. Where you both have goals and vision and aspiration, strategy and plan to work towards something successful.
0: I've noticed that even in um, the area of professional athletes, I've noticed that you see these men, they make a lot of money. They have these beautiful women when they're in the league. And the moment they retire, you see such and such getting divorced mm-hmm. or something on social media where they're not together yeah. or somebody leaving such and such. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it does come to an end or even you mature. Tour, or, like, we had Stephen, you know, and he talked about his now wife as opposed to how things were before because you grow up mm-hmm. and you see mm-hmm. people for who they really are. Yeah. You know?
2: I, yeah. And, and to answer that, Chanel, I used to feel really bad um, in my college years because um, <laughs> some of the women that I was attracted to weren't attracted to me because they wanted the athletes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they it was like, you know, I'm getting with the athlete because some of their mind was, i 'm gonna be a millionaire mm-hmm. and it was one lady in particular she that I was interested in and she deliberately uh ran after an athlete and and years later didn't work out they got injured and then she comes back trying to uh you know talk to me and says well I should have went with you you end up you know going into ministry and I'm like no nah, you were just looking for uh you know a, a handout
0: right
2: you know and and I even think that there are some athletes that know when somebody's just with them because they got talent, did you know i'll answer that when
1: we get back relationships matter the podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to relationships matter the podcast so before we went to break i was asking you joshua when you were in the league specifically did you overlook the fact when you knew women had the wrong intention like, did you even know? You know, if they were just trying to get with you because of who you were, what you had, or were they genuinely interested in you?
1: I think we we would have to ask them, but respectfully, <laughs> 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 respectfully though, I mean, I, I I was married during my my majority of my tenure. Oh, so um, you know. I've done my due diligence, uh, was not the best husband. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I take ownership for my decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was a part of a life. You know, my belief system is different. How I was raised is different. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the things that I still struggle with to this day because my belief system is still the same.
0: What's your belief system?
1: Uh, I don't believe in monogamy. Mm -hmm
0: but you practice monogamy
1: I do subscribe to the channel Mm
0: -hmm. but you don't believe in it
1: but um, talk about that the the reason is and I've been very open about (laughs) this because I'm I'm spiritually on my journey and for 38 years I'm 40 now Mm -hmm. never met a monogamous man never met a monogamous woman
0: you met him a heard, of
1: this woman. Never heard uh <laughs> I not, mean I as a I, of
0: this woman. But
1: people that put on but you know, we I be thinking that you be storing something in your vault. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but don't. we gon we gonna say that one. But let me I let don't. me let me <laughs> let me get mine off so okay, Pastor can go ahead and hit me with that Dougie one time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but basically, brother, like I I was I was groomed different. I was shown different things, a different way of life. You know, my understanding was as long as home is good, Mm -hmm. no problems It don't come back, you smooth. We men, we do what we do. Mm -hmm. I also have a history of sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. like things that I seen in my sexual abuse started at nine, 10 years old. So we talking about years, decades of what I felt and deemed was normal. Mm. And then I actually at thirty six what was the pandemic? What like three years ago? Mm-hmm. Right before that, when we had first started working Ooh, on 20s. you know what I mean, on, on on podcasts and books, whatever. And I remember I, I sat in your driveway and I had a a a counsel I had a therapy session mm. and for the first time my therapist told me, um, she was like, I'll explain to her some things that happened to me in my childhood. She said, You know you were sexually abused, right? Mm. he didn't know it i had no clue bro i sat there for 10 minutes bro and i felt i felt some way i just didn't know what it was i was feeling and i didn't say a word for 10 minutes and she just looked at me she was just like it's okay you know what i'm saying like whatever it is that you are feeling like just try to let it out and i just i was just confused and the first thing that i asked her i'm like but that's how i grew up Wow, that was normal to me like nobody nobody told me it was bad to be doing the things that I was doing when I was a teenager and I was laying up with women twenty years older than me. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me that that was something that wasn't supposed to you know be happening. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was normal right because we all were participating, you right. know what I'm saying, right. so right. it really has shaped me in a way that i still like it's something that i still um it's still a challenge i guess i don't want to say it's a struggle because again i believe like i thoroughly feel that way Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but but i do understand that it comes from something i acknowledge that and i'm aware of it right? right but on the flip side i feel like It became something that because that was my normal, it's like I like it, even though I understand, Okay, this behavior happened when it happened. But I get that this also a part of why I feel the way that I feel, too.
2: Yeah. And I think a large part of that, too, uh, Josh, is because the enemy loves to attack your innocence. Um, And so if he can come in, even at the age you were and begin to manipulate or use people to ma- manipulate to, to get you to think that this is okay a behavior and you should, this, this was natural that he uses it as a tool uh, to try to get you to think that, Hey, everything I've done was right. Everything that I got into was okay. When in all reality, they may not have been okay. And so what I, but when I heard you talking, um, I really heard the Lord saying that there's some, Some healing that is even taking place. And even as you get older, you'll find yourself being loosened from some of these layers that were thrown on you. Things that were not okay. And I even see an inward healing happening there. And I know you just just wrote a book, but there's another book. That's going to be coming and some more transparency that would be shared uh, From that book, but there's going to be a healing that takes place from some of the stuff that you That you have gone through um, You're coming to a place now in your life where you're finally Becoming more settled, you know um, I'm settling in. Yeah, there's some things you still think are right and all that But you're starting to become a little more settled uh, and starting to realize, hey Maybe, maybe that was not right. Maybe Maybe the wrong person was in my ear. Maybe the wrong people were around me. Uh, but there, there's there's a healing taking place there. And and you're not where you used to be, even probably mentally with that. But um, yeah, I can see the maturity and how you've you've started to grow from what was to where you are now. So kudos to you and even the growth that that's taken place in your life and you even recognizing in your previous marriage, hey, there were some things I did wrong, I messed up. But you, so you've acknowledged that there were some some immature things that I've done and so that's the first uh, step to to healing
1: so I, I appreciate that I, I do want to add a little bit more to that because for me I feel like I'm acknowledging that I hurt a person mm-hmm. that, I, that I took a vow to right yes but I because I didn't know how to communicate properly mm-hmm. where I was at that time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so I'm trying to um, be on what someone else wants me to be on,
2: mm.
1: and it it was a painful process. Yeah, you know. And there are other things that I could say, yeah, but yeah. just for me to take ownership for me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like that's why I say like that was that was hurtful.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I I do want to ask you though, you know because you're you know you're you're married and and even from the standpoint of you know being a a pastor like there it's like a different level of you know how people view you, how you're supposed to move, yeah, yeah. but you're still a man at the end of yeah, the day yeah. so what what did that look like for you in your healing and for you to be able to overcome that feeling because you said it was something that you had dealt with yes. early on in the conversation, yes. so I think it's important for people to understand that,
2: yes, great question um um Now, I've never, of course, been abused, any of that thing, Um, but I've dealt with, you know, lust at at different levels of my life at at a younger age. Um, um, God uses imperfect people. Um, And so I had to realize that I'm qualified to be someone's pastor based on my experience and what I've been through. Um, And we need more pastors and leaders that will be more transparent. Um, I'm not speaking to people every Sunday and every week because I'm perfect. I'm speaking to you because I've I've been through some things and God's allowed me to be a vessel to share uh, my transparency and what I've been through and how it could help somebody else overcome. Um, truth of the matter is if there's a if a lot more leaders or pastors would be more transparent, then more people would get free. Um, um, um it's hard to uh, to be in this position and to act like everything is always okay. Yeah. Um folk need to know what you've been through. They need to know your history. Um and so even with this book, writing this book, um, a close friend of mine inspired me to write it years ago because he knew that was my struggle. <laughs> you know, he knew what I had went through. Right. And so what better way than to help other people with that? Um and so yeah, we need to be transparent and we need to share what we've been through. Mm-hmm. No, that that was beautifully put, and I think that you know
1: too. When we come back, I know one of the other because I have so many questions. But I think for people to understand, like when you're a person of faith, no matter what your walk is, mm-hmm. you know, for for people to understand, like we're still human and we're we're on this earth because we are sinners. Yes, you know yes. what I'm saying, and because of the things that we did do, right, yes. and just because we choose. Whatever our calling is, uh-huh. that that doesn't take away from the work yes. that needs to be done, right? right? As right. we're going after whatever that purpose may be. Yes. So you know, I, I just want you to speak to that when we get back. But relationships matter. The podcast, Pastor, gonna bless us when we get back after this break.
0: Relationships matter. Welcome back to Relationships Matter the podcast. So, Josh, I want to talk to you about your journey today because you said that, you know, you still not necessarily struggle, but you have a belief system, but you subscribe to a different channel, a monogamy. So talk a little bit about that journey.
1: I I think for me, the best way to put it is just understanding that, you know, Pastor talked about it first in any and all things that we do. You know, it's important to start spiritually. Mm -hmm. You know, that'd be the root, the foundation. So. Regardless of how I personally feel, mm-hmm. there's instruction. There's something that's written is is there for us to see and for us to follow. Okay. And I try my best to make every effort in doing so. You know, now that's the hard part because again, you know, my flesh may take over from time to time, but I really do give it uh, the best effort that I can because I'm understanding that. You know, one of my main goals is, is to make it back to the to the kingdom, mm-hmm. and I got to make sure that mm-hmm. you know my resume looks as good as possible when mm-hmm. it's my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. that is what I choose over everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that I've grown because it used to be a lot of action behind. The, the words and everything else or the thoughts and now I can at least freeze yes. you know what I mean yeah. to be like nah let me <laughs> let me yeah. pump the brakes a little bit but you know um, and, and the other thing that's important too is just having transparent conversations at home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not easy you know like you know Pastor you talked about it I know me and Chanel have so many conversations whether on camera or off And it's just important that we do share Mm -hmm. because then how could you know how to deal with me as a friend or how could you know how to deal with me as a friend if you don't know? Yeah. So that's why for me, I try to be not scripted because we got a lot of people who have um, platforms, but they still keep a distance up. Mm. And I know pain when I see it. I Come know people now. that are doing what they're doing when I see it. Come on. Come and I try to be an example of something else and I mean this conversation has just is is really been a blessing. Um just in talking about these different things and I appreciate you for, for asking me, you know, I I definitely want to get your take on, Mm -hmm. you know, what that process looks like, because I know I'm not the only man struggling, you know, I don't want to say struggle. I I know I'm not the only man that's going through that, whether you see it as a struggle or whether you see it as a challenge or however that looks. But I just, I just want to ask you like, what, what is, you know I mean? What does that look like?
2: Um, I'm going to, I probably answer it like this. Um, I think the greatest, and I'm going to say something a little, might be a little controversial, but um, in talking about lust in terms of wanting to be successful and be great and not allow lust to to ruin your life, um, especially with me being a pastor and leading people and I want to speak to other leaders that are in leadership and leading you know, hundreds of people. Um, I think one of the greatest challenges is to keep your draws up. Keep your draws up. (laughs) (laughs) I had a, I had a best friend. He says, man, you can do whatever you need to do in life. Keep your draws up. Make sure that you're not being enticed and in certain rooms where you're tempted to be vulnerable To give yourself away And I think we live in a society That promotes Give yourself away to anybody Just take it off I, I do Bible studies on Instagram TikTok, Facebook And I noticed that You know It's easy to go viral Taking your clothes off Anybody can get a million views Taking your clothes off But can you keep them on? And so I think One of the challenges Is self-control Um when I think about my ministry, I think about pastoring, I think about people, I realize the, I know the only way to destroy it is to be enticed and to do something outside of my marriage and it'll go downhill. So my prayer consistently is, Lord, keep me. I'm not perfect. And anybody that's on a platform with major people uh, that 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 would say it's easy is, is wrong. They, they have to. To be sounded and grounded with God and have make a conscious decision that my character is more important than anything. At the end of the day, Josh, when they say ashes to ashes, dust to dust, they're not going to remember my great sermons or sermons I That You know what they're going to remember? They're going to think about my character. And they're going to say, did he live a life? that was exemplary or did he live a life that lined up with his public His private, did his private life line up with his public life?
1: To your point, can you just speak on real quick? If you, you have the chance to let, you know, any viewer that's watching this, um, you know, members of your church that's watching this, just share whether it's from your perspective or things that you know as a whole, what is the hardest thing about being a pastor or person that's in leadership? Because, again, people have this idea, right, of what it looks like or what you all go through. And
2: sometimes, you know, more times than none, they have no idea. Well, actually, one of the hardest things about being in leadership is wanting more for people than they, than than they, what they want for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people that I come into contact with that I want to see grow and mature. Um but they some have assumed that they've already arrived and not willing to be discipled, not willing to be groomed. So to want to see somebody or to see somebody doing better, but them not wanting to do better, is a challenge. The other challenge is 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 surrounding yourself with people who will actually support you. Um, I pastor in Atlanta. Uh, there there are pastors here that are great pastors, but it's a very territorial city. And so one of the main challenges is getting the support of other pastors and growing together and let's all get together and do a work for God, for the kingdom. But because there's so many leaders that are so gun ho on having their people, their section or their followers, it's hard to collaborate. Is that God's will? That No, I have separation and division between leaders, no. That's not God's will. I'm glad that's why I state. Go ahead. I said, I'm glad you speak. That's to why I, I I stay in my you know I stay in my lane and I do what I do, and you know I'm just here. You know I'm here if people need me. Yeah, I I decided a long time ago, Josh, in in just ministry that um, I'm not gonna wait for nobody to give me no platform. Um, I'll use my phone and the camera on my phone, and I'll speak to hundreds and thousands of people a day. To encourage them. I'm not waiting for nobody to bring me in. People need hope. They need encouragement. And they cannot wait for a conference for hope. They need Absolutely. it daily. Yeah. Absolutely. What can we do better on our walk? Put God, keep, continue to put God first. Uh, put you last and put God first.
0: I want to, before we end this conversation, we still need to break it down. How do you break free from lust?
2: You have to ask God. To literally deliver you from some of the soul ties mm-hmm. that you've connected over the years. Mm-hmm. I think one of the greatest mistakes is as some of us say we're prepared for marriage, but when we get married, we're still seeing our spouse through the lenses of somebody else we slept with. So it's imperative that we ask God to break us from every, every physical. Uh, uh, attraction we had, every physical encounter we had with somebody that we still carry around. Um, um, because if that not be, if if you don't do that, then then the new partner or somebody that God sends you, you'll be doing them a disservice because you'll be wanting them to be like somebody else. And it's really demons. It's it's it's, it's the root of it is demons. Those are multiple demons in you. I remember um, uh, years ago when I when I struggled with it years ago before I got married. Um, After I slept with somebody, you you might think I'm crazy. After I slept with somebody, I would literally go into (laughs) my closet and pray (laughs) and ask God (laughs) to deliver me from what I just did. Immediately. I wouldn't even let it be. I wouldn't even get 24 hours. As soon as they left, boom, i would be in my closet. God forgive me. Because I didn't want. (laughs) I I was involved in that act, but I did not want to carry around their spirit.
1: Did you ever say God forgive me like me a
2: stroke though? Huh?
0: Boy. Uh, see you later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I said all of it. God forgive me. All that. Of and oftentimes when I did it, <laughs> they were in another room. You crazy? They were in another room. Yeah, they were in another room.
1: Ooh. I think that's real though. Like, listen, at the end of the day, <laughs> Pastor <laughs> keeping it a buck. You know, I just, <laughs> that's I just exactly, want to know. That's exactly there, what I'm saying. Listen, I know for me, there's been a time I'm like, bruh, like being the middle and mm-hmm. be thinking like man what the, what are you what? doing so that mm-hmm. that's why I asked I wasn't yeah. like trying to be like disrespectful yeah. I mean I just read like because you know
2: it, yeah. it's something you that didn't that, stop, that you though, really did that
0: when you thought that did you
2: for for me cuz it seemed like I need to intervene here for me <laughs> <laughs> for me um i stopped playing with my life when i realized yes that I could not be a hundred percent for God and a hundred percent for the devil. Uh, when I lifted my hands in church, I knew that when I lifted my hands to God, I didn't want anybody looking at me that I slept with saying he's fake. Wow. I don't want that testimony. Wow. Pastor, that's, that's amazing. Go ahead.
0: Before we end, I did want to ask you, cause um, we were talking about this whole demonic thing, the multiple dating, Can you do you have any insight on that whole?
2: I don't think there's anything wrong with with dating multiple people, but it needs to be time in between.
0: Okay,
2: Um, you cannot date somebody uh, this month and date them for six months and then you get right out of that into something else. There should be some intervals, some time to heal from what you just experienced to where you feel healthy enough to get into something else. When you date people, multiple people. Consecutively, back to back, back to back, your spirit is now cluttered, so you don't even know what you want. And then you start to build up a reputation. People start saying, "Well, I was just with him or her last week," and so you don't want to do that either. But you, to be delivered from that, you have to say, "Lord, prepare me if this is something you want." A lot of a lot of dating we do, God doesn't want you in, but because we're lonely, we get into it to satisfy a temporal need. Might just be for the holidays I was with you. But as soon as the holidays are over with, I'm going to be done. I'm looking for a summer flink. Some people think like that. And so what happens is, is that we, we get into multiple relationships because we think that sooner or later through these multiple relationships, one of them is the one when at, when all reality, none of them are the one. Because if you prayed for God to bring you something or to prepare the right mate for you, then you have to wait on God. God's only going to bless what he has commissioned. He's not going to bless what you commissioned.
0: You made me think about something. There, I saw this video clip probably about two days ago and it literally brought me to tears. Um, it was a young lady. Her name was Brittany Noel. And she talked about, because I've been seeking and petitioning God for a mate for years, mm. right? And she talked about she went out on a date with this gentleman. He was a new person that she met. And she was like, he was everything that she liked. Handsome. The date was wonderful. And when they went, when they were preparing to go on the second date, the date the day before, he called her up and said, you know, you're an amazing woman, but I think I want to work it out with my ex. And she responded and said, you know, thank you for your transparency. But when she got off the phone, she was like, God, like, why would you allow me to meet him if I can't have him? You know, she said, why the unnecessary pain? And she said God had to sit her down and say, I wanted to show you what you could have access to if you do the work. Like right now, you're the same version of who you were in the last relationship. And that thing like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like it changed something on the inside of me, really and truly. Because I can think of... Three different times where I prayed that prayer and said, God, why would you allow this? Why would you allow me to encounter this person if I couldn't have him? Why the unnecessary pain? You know, and so I wanted to bring that up during this show because that's like, go ahead.
2: Well, I want to say this. Um, I think God likes to surprise us. I don't think he necessarily wants us to know everything all the time. So even if we meet somebody that we assume perfect for us, I met them, I, I, I could see myself with them. Um, he allows us to make choice, but then God likes to surprise you. He likes to give you something you never saw coming, something that was beyond your imagination. Um, and I say that to say that a lot of times when we deem or we think somebody is for us or this could potentially be the one, it may not be the one. It may be someone that got, that you have not seen yet. Last night in Bible study, I talked about uh, sometime with faith, you can see it, but then you can't see it. Um, sometimes you can be in a season where you see it coming, but then you don't see it coming. What does that mean? That means that sometimes we can see things through the spirit. Sometimes we can see things through the flesh. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. And in this particular case, all this is preparation for who God's getting ready to send for you. Um, um, There is a certain work that must take place inside of you for marriage and for what God has for you. It isn't that, You're not beautiful. It's not that you don't have the wisdom or that you don't possess what it takes to be a great wife. It's it's God's making sure that whoever gets you knows who they have, vice versa. And whoever he sends to you, they're gonna know your worth, they're gonna know your value and all those other things. Furthermore, um, God knows the troubles and the problems of the individual who we may have thought was for us. Could have been a great day at Carabas. <laughs> we could have enjoyed the movie, had a nice little night out. But God saw down in the future. Well, this person's going to do this to you. Um, but yeah, I would just say to even those that are single that are waiting for a mate, let God prepare you. Um, Let Him train you for who He's going to send for you. If you if you have a desire to be married, then you're going to be married. It's just a matter of time. You don't want to rush. And get into something for five minutes, and then it'll take you five years to get out of it.
0: Absolutely, and and the whole reason that me bringing that up is I wanted you to speak to the weight because in that weight process, you could do Ooh. some crazy stuff and get up and get caught up in some Ooh. crazy soul tied entanglements, things mm. of that nature. So I wanted you to speak to that. But uh, we have come to the end of our show. Uh, Bishop, DeW- Bishop, Lord Jesus, oh, so. and take that <laughs> okay, out. Okay. we have come to the end of our show, Pastor Dwight. I want you to tell people how they can find your book, Breaking the Cycles of Lust.
2: Uh, Breaking the cycle of Lust, you can find it at uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble online, uh, in the store on, or online. You can find it there. It's, it's, it's everywhere on all, all uh, book outlets pretty much. Yep.
0: Absolutely. And where can people find you on social media? Because you said you have Bible study on TikTok, Instagram. Oh, uh,
2: yeah, Pastor Dwight Buckner Jr., uh, Instagram, uh, Pastor Dwight Buckner Jr., TikTok, uh, Facebook, same same handle. All my accounts are verified, so you'll, you'll be able to find me because there's some folk that be saying they follow me, and, and they've been giving away money to strangers using my picture. Wow. So, wow. yeah, make okay. sure it's a blue check by the name. All okay. right. Well, just want to give you some love, brother, and tell you, man, we
1: appreciate you. Um, For one, just just being uh somebody that others can look up to. You mm. know what I mean? A community leader. Um, you know, a loving husband, you yeah. know what I mean? Um yeah. somebody that uh has principles, morals and values. Mm. You know what I mean? And just being a great example, of a successful man, mm. successful businessman and, you mm. know, continuing to spread the word. Um mm. uh, just wanna say thank you for coming up here sharing your time this could have easily went for two hours or maybe yeah. even longer yeah. uh, just a beautiful conversation man yeah. and it's always a, a pleasure to be in your presence so wow, thank you, just man. praying that you continue to stay blessed in your journey um, you know thank you for your words in regards to even with myself and just the things that I learned mm-hmm. through this conversation yeah. um, but we truly appreciate you man and we hope that you know yeah. we we can do this again sometime and, and yeah. uh, God bless you brother and relationships matter the podcast pastor Dwight we appreciate you my brother
2: amen amen can I say one more thing for you? absolutely um I just want to speak over your broad this this podcast but I, I was feeling when I was sitting here that this is going to be national and international and so despise not the day a small beginning God's going to do a great work with this relationship podcast and I even see a show and several several networks are reaching out to you all because this, the transparency on this this uh, show is going to bless millions of people.
0: Wow. Thank you for that. <laughs>